I've heard of Patrick Ewing. You don't know what, you don't know what mewing is? Nope. Mew, mewing is something these kids Meow. are doing now. Yep. All right, Joseph, roll the intro. No, it's like they, uh, it's, it's something I guess models do when they're taking photos or like movie or actors do it, where it's like, if you push your tongue to the top of your mouth and kind of like suck, so there's suction, it'll tighten your lower jaw. So you have like a nicer jawline. I, I cannot do that. Because <laughs> hmm? like, if I let go, look at that. Look at that shit. But... If I'm mewing, I'm 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 pewing, dude. <laughs> if I'm mewing, I'm spewing. Welcome to Neon Valley, twenty-five. I re I did remember this time. That's that is a funny note I had. I forgot to mention this in the last episode. In the deep end, I, I decided to make this notebook the Neon Valley notebook. I was like, I'm gonna write down all of my notes for the next, you know, however. Endless amounts of episodes we do. Yep. Forever. <laughs> and my first note, I had to scratch out at the top because I wrote the wrong episode number. And I so will, okay. <laughs> I wrote when a little I note write... next to it that just says, good start. <laughs> good start. <laughs> that is very on brand. Whenever I write a note, and it's the very first thing I write if I mess it up, I'll tear it out because I, I hate feeling like I'm starting off with a mistake. Yeah. You know what? I've learned to embrace it, though. I, I You know what? I, I actually, like, I'll double down on it. That's why I drew the little thing that says good start. Because now mm. it's like, what am I, a, a Marvel character? Like, who actually makes notes like that? Sometimes I look at my notes and I cringe because I'm like, nobody actually writes notes like this. Like, this <laughs> is like a movie character writing notes, you know? Where I'll, like, emphasize things that I'm writing as if, like, I don't know that I'm writing them. It's not, it's whatever. I just said we lack structure, and what are we talking about? Episode Who 25, knows? baby! Whoa! So I don't know if you... Do you know Matt Reif? Have you heard of his, this guy? His, his name has been mentioned to me, and my wife has shown me a TikTok video of a little bit of a stand-up routine. Uh, so um, I would say I'm a pretty deep uh, of an expert on, on oh. Matt Reif and his life. Yeah, he's under some fire right now because of uh, his stand-up special came out and people are surprised that he's not very funny um but no you you we talked about this about this a little bit beforehand i, I was jesting when i mm -hmm. asked if you knew who matt rife was <laughs> of course yeah we talked about this beforehand it's, it's called acting uh but you said you're not entirely familiar with him beforehand before your wife had mentioned the recent controversy right I learned about him 24 hours ago. <laughs> it's very ironic. Um, yeah, so he he was he's always kind of he gained his popularity from crowd work. Like a lot of his mm. TikTok videos are just him interacting with the crowd, and like which is lot, what I saw. Yeah, and a lot of it is like pretty charming. It's not you know it's very fun, but it it does start to devolve a little bit where like his thing after a while just became the fact that he's interacting with the crowd so like all he had to do in a, like there was literally at one point like i wish i could find it but there was one joke where he's just like hey dude what's your name 
The guy's like, Lucas! He goes, <laughs> Yeah, he looks like a Lucas. And then, like, everyone laughs. Like, it was, like, the funniest joke ever made. And it it's that's the point where I was like, okay. That's not even crowd work. That's just... That, like, that's just repeat. Like, yes, you're charming. That's it. That's charm. It's just charm, I guess, without uh, any I, comedy. I see. Yeah, there wasn't the the punchline to go along with. Mm -mm. I, I was trying to think of something that involves something named Lucas. Yeah. Probably ran no. in the same situation. Uh, as yeah, he, yeah. Pro you know, honestly, <laughs> that he, he got a rough draw on that one. Um, I don't like Matt Rife very much. <laughs> I don't, I don't I can any, tell I don't have anything personal against him obviously it's just one of those things where it's that tinge of like internet fame jealousy mixed with like just genuinely not really finding what he does funny and that's why I find this controversy so great is because it's just a bunch of people finding out that he's really just not that funny and like they're like baffled they're just like wait what and, and wait he's not that great of a person either is that what we're also learning here? Hold on a second. And it's like, because I, but I will defend him. Damn it. I will defend Matt Rife though. And I the will American say boy. that I think it's just an overlapping of communities that didn't go well. Like people who are on TikTok are actually more progressive, I've noticed. Like, if you look at some of the con uh like if you look at some of the comments on TikTok, like yeah, they can be like insane and like ridiculous, but most of the time, like they're leaning positive. <laughs> like where if you go onto a YouTube shorts video and look at the comments, ooh, buddy. Oh, you just walked into a cesspool. Place. I don't know what the difference is there or why it is that way, but it is. And Matt Reif got really big on TikTok. And I think those types of jokes, his um, domestic violence joke, they do not go well mm. on with the TikTok audience. You know, that is not who is watching is that. TikTok or YouTube? TikTok. I think on YouTube, it's fine. YouTube would think it's hilarious. In fact, I saw comments on YouTube of people saying- Ah, uh, so it like that flipped. It's, yeah, well, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying is that on TikTok, it's so progressive that domestic violence jokes are oh, a no-no. On YouTube, I see. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm for progression. I think it's great. But it's one of those things. Yeah, I think these two communities kind of overlapped. Didn't realize it because, like, I saw comments on YouTube of people defending Matt Rife, being like, "Yeah, it's just a joke." So his joke. So do you know the joke? Actually, no. I, I genuinely don't know what the joke is. So it's the joke was that he's in a he's in a restaurant and a waitress comes out and has a black eye and his friends said like like oh geez like if she has a black eye they should really have her like maybe back in the kitchen or something working and he and then matt rife said well if she was any good in the kitchen she probably wouldn't have the black eye uh, uh yeah yeah not tasteful not great not even like necessarily hilarious not really that funny either that's the other thing it's like not even worth the domestic violence joke like <laughs> yeah i yeah it, it definitely feels like a a lazy kind of punchline yeah like like if my dad it's like it's i like was about a, to say it, it's it seems like that's two to three generations back yeah 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 it's a little um it's a little dated you know what i mean but it's like baby's first stand-up you know, but it's still it's controversial enough to make people like, whoa, how dare he? But again, I think that's only because of the audience that he was bringing in. 
you know? Because you imagine like a 14-year-old teenage girl who has a crush on Matt Reif because he has funny crowd interactions, watches that Netflix special, and the first joke is like, I beat women. She'll be like, oh, like, yeah, you know, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I've heard comedians say worse. And even, I, I want to be able to say this too, like, it's not a politician. It's not a, a professor at a university. It is a comedian who is telling jokes at an event yeah. that you've chosen to go to. Now, granted, I, I definitely hear it sounds like the way he presents himself and the kind of material he delivers is a little bit different. Um, yeah, but or yeah, at least... To, oh, sorry. Go, go, go ahead. I was just say, yeah, to me, that's more of... It's not that good of a joke. Yeah, it's not that good of a joke. And it's also kind of just how the audience perceives him you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. yeah i will say the the tiktokers they do be over over hyping things whoa dude we're on tiktok right now chill but yes yes you do you let do. me out let me out i i survived xbox 360 chat rooms so i think i'm gonna be just fine yeah no hey the, the the worst I've seen on TikTok is them calling people acoustic. Um, it's yeah, it's hilarious. That's funny. It's funny. It's it's not funny on the videos where the you know what? Never mind. You had some I topics. Think this is, yeah, this is a perfect time to transition. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for our second installment of one of my new favorite installments called "Can We Get Tyler to Watch an Anime?" Oh, by God, quizzing him on is it an anime or did i make it up we have okay yeah yeah we have four titles for you today tyler yeah you need to decide which is the real anime and which is the name that i made up out of four titles this is how this is a like hard mode only one of them you is had made four up. last time oh, oh no no, we're doing rounds. the same thing yeah gotcha. four rounds four gotcha. rounds we're not structured here they they know that no, not at all. Oh, there's a freaking fly in my studio. That is oddly enough the name of the very first anime. <laughs> there's a fly in my studio. <laughs> ding, ding, Sounds that's like, like the Lars go. <laughs> One point ding. for Tyler. Wow. One point for Tyler. All right. So the rules are if Tyler gets zero correct, I get to pick an anime that's at least one season for him to watch. And that will okay. only be 12 episodes. We're not going to do a Naruto season that's got like 55 episodes this time. All right. Are you ready for round one? Bring it on. So your choices are Earl and Fairy or The Lazy Life of Kabuto. Wait, did you say the first one again? Did you say Earl and Larry? Earl and Fairy. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was a TNT sitcom. Uh, my that is my Earl. name is Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his friend named Larry? It's, no, no, I'm thinking of Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, all right. Stalling for time. He'll end up implementing a timer at some point. I'm going to say Erlen Fairy is real. He got it right. Yes! 
Congratulations. All right. If I get all these next three wrong, we'll still I'll still watch your anime. Because like getting the okay. first one right out of the gate, that's boring. Now there's no stakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're still in it, everyone. Gerbils, I'm looking at you. Uh, okay. Round two. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Or 100 miles under the ocean? I feel like I've seen you watching one of these. Uh, unless it's just a, a ploy, because I'm going to say the first one is real. The the dumbbells. I know how... How, how heavy are the how, dumbbells how, you how lift? How heavy are the dumbbells you, you weigh? Yeah. How, you how, much weigh, how much weight did the dumbbells you weigh lift? That one. That's real. Is that your final answer? Let's see. That is real. Yeah, I, I think yes. I, I messed up by picking one that I had watched when we lived together. Yeah, I think so. Because well, I remember you specifically telling me, you were like, bro, there's an anime about a gym. Like, it's about going to the gym. And I was like, what? And then yeah, you were like, there's more to it. Fitness. Yeah, yeah. But you were like, yeah, but they genuinely like <laughs> give fitness tips. All right. So you, you're doing much better than you did last time. All right. These last two will be for fun. I think these last two will be a little bit trickier. Hmm. If I get these next two wrong, you can make me watch an anime movie. How's that sound? Ooh, okay. I like it. We still have a chance. All right. Problem children are coming from another world, aren't oh. they? <laughs> or a hot cup of love to share under the cherry blossom tree. I'm going to say the real one is that that steaming hot cup of love. I'm and I'm going to say you're wrong. Fuck, I knew it too. I knew it. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Last All right. one. Last one. When supernatural battles become commonplace, or we had to leave Earth and find a new planet because of Tomochan. I'm tripping myself up because I, I was just trying to think of which one is fake, but then I was like, no, I want which one is real. But then I was like, wait, which which one? Um. Okay, I think... Say the first one again. When supernatural battles become commonplace. That's really lame. But I feel like maybe in Japanese it sounds... A lot cooler. And I think, because here's my thought process, you took notes from the last one, and you decided to make up your own Japanese name for this this last one here, but it's not going to work, bucko. not going to work this time. The first one is real. Supernatural. You're correct. Yes! Oh, yes, I knew it. Not bad. Three <laughs> I've been correct studying. this time. He's been studying anime titles just the last week. Occasion. I've just been scrolling through Crunchyroll, not watching. I subscribed to Crunchyroll just to scroll through and look <laughs> at the titles. I haven't watched a single one, but I know all their names. Congratulations, Tyler. You've passed another test. But don't worry, fans. We'll get them next time. I, I realize that I am 
I'm a bit strange when it comes to anime and, and such because my coworkers at my new job are, are big fans and they talk about like many different animes and some of them I've heard of or seen some of them I haven't but they asked me like what animes I've seen that I can think off the top of my head and like it's pretty hard for me to name like from start to finish once I've seen all and I was like oh like for sure I know I've seen Black Butler and like two of them were like <laughs> what and then like one of them was like I don't even know what the fuck that is dude and then like it's, it's <laughs> I do and it's like the most random one for you to have said you've watched like <laughs> Listen, I and once I explained it, it made sense. I it's because I'm I'm more into like horror stuff. And when I was scrolling through Netflix one night and I was stoned, I saw Black Butler and I was like, and I it was at the time when you were getting into Naruto and I saw that it was only like eight or twelve episodes or something. I was like, well, it's not much of a commitment. It's more horror themed. I'll watch it. And yeah, that, that's like that was one of the one of the few animes I've actually watched from start to finish. And yeah, their reactions just made me realize like, oh. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I'm surprised you haven't tried Attack on Titan because it is not overly. Um, the the reactions aren't over the top. It's not always like the the big head explaining. Oh, I'm really and I angry right now. I don't really now. mind that either. You know what it really has been lately? It's commitment. It's like the fucking time. I I'm I've been like a movie watcher lately, and the only TV shows I watch are really with me and Audrey. Um, like we we have our like allotted tv time for our shows and like it's pretty rare for me to have my own tv show recently that i'll like mm -hmm. watch like I, i'm actually trying to even think of the last tv show i've watched or even like of course like netflix or hulu or anything i don't know like me and audrey are we wa uh re-watching we're re-watching how i met your mother right now about it we're almost Jesus, done tyler what it's been a while it's been I know, a while I've, I've probably watched both the office and golden girls more than you've seen how i mm. met your mother fair fair yeah i don't think the office has never not been on the tv since amanda moved in that, that day that yeah yeah it, the funny i don't part i is, love it though I, I i can't hate it i i laugh the same amount every time I watch another yeah. episode, so it, it doesn't affect me. Golden Girls, I can only half say that uh, just because of Amanda, <laughs> the writing on that show was fucking funny. I, I can't even lie. Oh, but dude, I do that, think that's like a golden age of sitcoms. All those shows were so fucking go so fucking good. But what were you gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say I I do think that uh, Audrey wouldn't watch it because it would absolutely give her nightmares. But I think from the the graphic and not just for the sake of being graphic but the level of graphicness i think is also used to push the seriousness of the situation in the story as well as the intricate storyline um so I, I will tech on titan still what are you talking about yeah yeah oh, okay, okay. oh yeah I and, and i'll say this I, thought, okay. I won't give any spoilers but the the season the, the series just commenced they they had the final um episode movie which they did and what was interesting was so much of the fandom for many years because it, it's been a uh, many years in the making even though it's only about three seasons i think technically so it's not incredibly long like a, a naruto or one piece yeah when the guy made it the ending 
was what he planned from the very beginning. Oh. And when you watch it, you you just think there's no way. There has been debates for years over, no, he had to change it because of this. And he actually talks about how he felt that nobody knew he was before that came out. But because it came out, he had to stay true to it because it became his story in a sense of he couldn't change or defer from his path. It hmm. it's it's so good in terms of I, I think the story, I think it's one of the best stories I've seen done in any forms of media in a while. Interesting. Um, okay. But I'll I'll just leave it leave it at that and uh let you to titillate on it. Okay. No, I'm definitely gonna have to check it out. I I think I tried watching it a while ago, like six or seven years ago, something like that. Um when did it come out? You know, many years ago. I I would be making up a number because I don't want to say that I've watched it X amount of years, and then someone's going to be like, "It came out five years ago." So how the fuck? I know it came out a lot longer than that. I mean, man, time's been fucking me up lately. Like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind came out twenty years ago. That fucked me up when I started the movie. I was just like, you can tell. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. A little bit. A little bit. But that's on purpose. Now- we're gonna talk and about and that. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna talk about that later because structure, right? Um, okay, so I, I think we we completed my first little section. Uh, second little topic I got is I got the flu again. Are you serious? So I had the flu. Was it a case of passing it back and forth between somebody? No, this this was a different flu. <laughs> so the first time I got the flu this year, it was around Halloween. So unfortunately, I missed like Aries' first Halloween, going over to my parents' house and hanging out with everybody because I had the flu. And then this past Friday, I got the stomach flu. Oh. And that shit rocked me. Now, here's the thing that I had forgotten about the stomach flu because I don't even remember how old I was the last time I had it. It getting fucked with your stomach. Well, not just that. The (laughs) symptoms can last for up to 48 hours. Luckily for me, it was about... 12 to 20 ish hours that I had the symptoms you're contagious for up to two weeks after oh shit yeah so I'm having to stay in our guest room for two weeks so I don't get Amanda sick I've put on I I like wash my hands and then I put on hand sanitizer and then I have to wipe everything so I'm literally just between my office and the guest room so what did you go to the doctor because what what made you know it was different from like food poisoning? What made you know it was for sure a stomach flu? That's a great question, Tyler. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. So I and anybody who has insurance, I say check because this is one of the coolest features that I think a lot of people might not know about is there's something called Teladoc and mm. there's a bunch of different variations of it. Like I go through the Now Clinic app, but you can do a, a virtual doctor's appointment on your phone. And if it's anything really severe, they can recommend you to go into a specific urgent care um, where they'll send all your information over beforehand, but they can also prescribe medicine um, to you as well. So you're talking with a full-fledged doctor. I knew something was up because I'll say this. I had a few drinks. I had about four cans of Truly, and then I poured myself a glass of whiskey. I got less than halfway through that glass. This was over the course of about three and a half to four hours so if you break that down just under about four 
like one truly an hour and yeah. then started on that glass of whiskey you weren't pounding up. these within like an hour because like yeah, yeah. that that might get that amount might get you fucked up but within four hours that's like a normal day of just having and, some drinks and, yeah and i i didn't have the spins i wasn't nauseous um but i started to feel like really weird so i was like all right i'll just make myself sick so that way it'll be out of my system in there for the next like until 6 a.m that morning because i went to bed around 12 30 ish um every two hours i was waking up sick Ooh. and i thought it was weird too and i had checked because i had lunch with one of my coworkers. That lunch and then dinner with my wife were the only two meals I had that day. Neither of them were sick, and we both got the same thing. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I was so I was like, okay, it's probably not food poisoning. There was a few other symptoms I had too. So when I was telling the doctor, she's like, yeah, gastroenteritis or entonitis, I think is like its scientific name, is going around right now, and it, it sounds like you got that. Uh, prescribe me some medicine to help with like the the nausea and stuff which it did um luckily i didn't need it for more than the 24 hours and and i was better but bro i'm now going to miss thanksgiving with my daughter her first one in the family get your flu shots people i am not a doctor i cannot recommend medical information no but i fucking wish i could go back and get the flu shot because one it's not don't fun. be this you hear that everyone don't be this i'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. but yeah it is it is not a great time i'll say that and uh that blows dude i'm sorry man and yeah, um, I, again i know it's almost like you want it to be food poisoning at that point like you yeah want so i could just be done with it it's it not any reason yeah but yeah, See, so that's if you why get I don't. Glue, it, it's contagious. Be careful, people. Yeah, that's why I don't consult with doctors because they tell you shit like that. See, I would have just been sick, and then I would have gotten all my family and friends sick, and they never would have known it was me, and then they would have been fine. And then, sure, you know, you pick off a few of the older ones, but you know what? You're just making more room the at the herd. table for the yeah, more at the table for the kids. Is uh, TikTok gonna like that joke? No. <laughs> find out they already muted our our fucking c conversation oh my god because we said the word nazi um i did did that out of context sounds like we support i'd like to make this clear we were talking about hydra in marvel and nazi well we weren't actually but nazis came up either way we yeah me me it does but there's like i do like the idea of being me being like well we got canceled of course, for talking about Nazis, and that's taken out of context, and it's like, oh, oh yo boy. So, so, something Joe Rogan would have said. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It's twice we've brought him up. Uh, is It, cause it, it we, is a podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll never... I mean, but doesn't he have, like, 7,000 episodes or something now? It's ridiculous. He, he, he releases, like, two a day or something. It's unreal. I just... How do you have that much stuff to talk about? He doesn't. That's the thing. Fair. <laughs> and he also brings guests on and just lets them talk for like a half an hour. And then he's just like, wow, wow. So, so like, tell me more about that. And then they just keep talking. And then it's a great, it's a great money making ploy. Say that much. But, uh, 
Anyway, did it's, you mention? Did you have something else you wanted to talk? About? You, something about a co- I did. coworker or something before we talk about? So the I I had a funny story that happened to me at work that I'd like okay. to share. Okay, that's because what it, is. it is. It was such a weird situation. I was like, I need to share this with the internet. So, in order for me to to not disclose any information, um, I'm just gonna say that I work in the line of kind of like headhunting, um, you know, recruiting people. So I reach out to people. Um, I have different ways of doing this by usually searching on the internet for contact information. And then I reach out and, and see if they're interested in jobs. So a, we'll, we'll change the details of the person. We'll say, uh, I reached out to a, a Tyler. Sounds good. So I reach out to this Tyler okay. and I go, uh, Hey, Tyler. Hey, this what's up? Is- fucking hate you so what what whoa why would you say this is horrible customer service who's your boss i want their number immediately okay your mom okay so i go you know hey tyler you know my name's i was almost gonna change my name for some reason as if that was (laughs) i was really like oh do i need to change my name (laughs) (laughs) this is (laughs) Carson, <laughs> this is this is other Tyler. No, uh, <laughs> hey Tyler, this is Mitchell. I have this opportunity, and you know, looking at your profile, I, I think you could be a really great fit for. You know, would you be interested in hearing more? What? Ooh. I'm retired. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You know, I you have really great experience in this field, so you know, I, I thought you might be interested in in hearing more about this. Well, all right. Well, what what is it? Uh, you know, it is a role doing X, Y, Z. You would be responsible for, you know, the following things. You know, is, does it sound like something you'd be interested in hearing more about? You know, it, it would, you know, require a relocation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's schedule a call for later on this week. All right, cool. Get you down for Friday. So I, I think this was like Monday or Tuesday that I talked to him. Smooth call. Started off a little sketchy, but smooth. Right. So it's Friday. I call back. Hey, hey, Tyler, how's it going? This is Mitchell calling back. I uh, just wanted to talk to you more about this opportunity and, uh, you know, make sure your experience aligns with what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is the role. You'll be doing X, Y, Z. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about your experience in this field. Uh, I, I don't have that experience. Oh, all right. I completely understand, you know, um, it's it's pretty critical to this role specifically that I have, but, you know, I'm happy to, to keep you in mind, connect with you, and, you know, we, we can stay in touch, and please let me know, you know, if you see any... Were you looking for Tyler? <laughs> yeah, is, is this Tyler? No, no, it's not. I get calls for Tyler all the time, though. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not Tyler. Is this yeah, the know, same guy that you for the sure? Same the guy. This is. He's like, ah, I'm not. I'm not Tyler. I just get calls for him all the time. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I'm interested in uh, maybe considering some work. Mind you, these are two separate fields that he had. But to start, I said, "Hi, Tyler. What what can I help you with?" He just like blew past all of that. 
this scheduled is a bored man. It is this, just... this is what happens when you're retired. You take other people's job opportunities. Yeah. And answer the phone with other names and just go, sure, what's up? And and again, when he actually told me his experience, again, I, I'm going to like as a correlation, it would be like somebody who is in like food and beverage management saying like yeah, I'll take on the role of like being the head of a construction management project. Like that level of like, there's no overlapping skills that we can even <laughs> consider for this. But he finishes the conversation after I, I again say, oh, hey, Tyler, this is Mitchell. Hey, hey, how's it going? He doesn't stop me to go, oh, this isn't Tyler. No, not once. Not until, well, he had to see how far the lie could get him. You know what I mean? Like, hey, he could be Tyler to get this job. And then by the time he gets the job, if he's qualified, he might maybe he could be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I think you misheard my name. My name is such and such. And then maybe he could just blow over. You don't know what this guy's thinking. My name's Nathaniel. Like, what? He's like, oh, Tyler? No, it's Amadeus. But it's even better. He's like, Common were you looking for Tyler? I was like, I've said that twice. I I thought I, I addressed you as Tyler. Yeah, so I, I don't want to... He got caught in a lie. I, I, that it's, it's not a long story. It's just one of those situations where you go, well, all my coworkers were dying laughing that heard the conversation. They were like, no way. I just want to be the fly it, on the wall of that guy. This poor man. He just needed someone to talk to. That's all. It's just, eh, it's a conversation. How's it going, Mitchell? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll be that, Tyler. I, I had, I did have a few of those conversations when I worked, um, previously for a solar company where i was calling people and <laughs> this one guy was like you know <laughs> i still to this day don't know if he was fucking with me but i don't think he was because the amount that he kept emphasizing on it and kept like really pushing like you know the the governor says it's gonna take all the energy from the sun <laughs> <laughs> No, man, he's being genuine. Uh, you wouldn't was believe. Just, <laughs> he, he was definitely older. He was definitely much older. And I was just like, that's, that's, that's not how that works. There's, <laughs> Do you know how many earths you could fit in this bad boy of a son? It's <laughs> <laughs> like this guy who used to come into the convenience store I worked at all the time and would constantly talk about these YouTube videos where they can, like, man, they can make gasoline out of water. They just don't because they know it would it would solve all of our problems. But like we can turn water into gasoline for cars. Like, okay. And he's like, yeah, but those petroleum companies, they don't want it. And I'm like, that that could be true, but like, I really just don't care. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. Get around. That's the holy shit. That's funny though. I that's I was not expecting that M Night Shyamalan of a twist. I thought for right. a second maybe the second guy wasn't the first guy and was just like, oh, sorry, no, he's right here. Like, he just answered the phone, but no, never <laughs> yeah. him the whole time. Wow. Couldn't have seen that coming. Right? I'm, I'm going to make an anime out of that. You should. 56 episodes. But it's all just the one phone call. Well, two phone calls, actually. So they split up. Two seasons. <laughs> and a movie. Hell yeah. Speaking of movie... I think it's perfect time to jump into this. Yes, it is. My boy, my boy. 
All right. So I'm curious. Uh, when I, I I usually don't ask you this, but I I am curious this time. When did you watch this? Like how recently? Yesterday. Nice. Okay, yeah, I, I wanted to keep it fresh. Let me pull up my notes. I uh, I Wait. just watched it today, actually. Okay, so I I didn't remember what the I like I looked it up to know I had the right movie, but when mm. I was writing my notes. I didn't remember what the name of it was, so I put Eternal Shine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> you know, close. That's very close. What What was it? Hold on, let me fix my camera here. Okay, there we go. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, so I was only missing one word. Uh, yes, so last week I suggested that you watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I announced that it was Carrie Sember, baby. It's Jim Sember. All the movies I'm going to be suggesting are going to be Jim Carrey movies. And uh, I started off with... uh, I'm not sure if it's Michael Gondry or Michelle Gondry. Mikkel? I don't know. But the director... L. Dude, your microphone made the weirdest noise in the world. That was like alien. I don't know if it picked it up or not. That was that was terrifying. Oh, oh my god. Oh, there's something in my eye. Oh my god, what's happening? I'm, I'm being attacked. I'm being Oh, you got the stomach flu, my friend. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Got it through Discord. Got it through Dacord. Got it through Discord. Um But no, it's uh it's written by Charlie Kaufman. And Kaufman has written some of my favorite screenplays, like, ever. There's actually one movie that came out recently. It's a Netflix movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things that he wrote. Um, And he's very good at making weird movies uh, that are still grounded in reality, yet have these, like, insane fucking, like, concepts, you know? And this movie is... uh, well, I would say it's a perfect example of that. So, Mitchell, what'd you think of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? So, <laughs> I really liked it, and here's why. This okay. movie is an anime. Yeah. My God. You have a, a right. girl with with multicolored hair in the early 2000s like now that's normal but in 2004 that was not like the norm because i'm gonna give like why i think it's an anime you have this super hyper energy girl that's really interested in a super shy guy that is focused in his notebook that does something impulsive for the first time and he never does anything impulsive and and he does it in a very comedic way the way he just runs for the bus like it's so over the top yeah yep uh he's he's focused in his notebook he seems to to be some kind of artist he tries to engage but no matter what he seems to to not be able to connect but she is still super into him for some reason Mm, and then there's some sci-fi stuff that happens we'll get into but bro, this this was straight up an anime. <laughs> no, it's that's so crazy because I didn't make that connection. I did make the Scott Pilgrim connection where I'm convinced. You know, let me look it up real quick. I want to look up when Scott Pilgrim came out, the first book. I know when the movie came. Two thousand and eight. The first book came out in two thousand eight. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Oh just... god damn it! Because the movie came out in two thousand ten, so I was like, that makes sense. Uh, let me see. It'd be funny if I was right. Cause that that was an entire guess. 
Two, oh no, 2004 was the first publication oh. date. Okay, and that's the same year this movie came out, but months later. Interesting. Because there's something about this movie that feels like the creator saw this movie, the creator of Scott Pilgrim, and then like mm. totally revamped it for his own idea, but it's almost steeped in the same like feeling. There's so, cuz yeah. like cuz I I I Man, I I didn't make that connection, but dude, they even meet on a bus at the beginning, and that's so anime. That's like that's yeah. like the most anime thing I could think of is meeting on a bus. Um, I would say he's awkward and doesn't know how to talk to girls, but she is like super into talking to him. That is the straight up anime protagonist energy. You wouldn't have to do much if you were to convert this into an anime. You wouldn't have to do almost anything. Like, the writing could be the same. Even the opening monologue, where it's just him, like, doing a narration. A monologue. Anime. Very, very anime. anime. Yeah. Um, also, the way it kind of, like, keeps you guessing. Jump cuts. There's also a lot of weird imagery. I love the fucking cuts in this movie. The transitions and so some of the good. editing is insane. Like, like so I, good. Like, and we'll obviously talk about more of those as we get into, like, the movie itself. But, like, my favorite one... App, like hands down is when he's walking out of the library and all the lights are turning off behind him and then he's in his house like he walks through a doorway and he's just in his house like this shit's so good so good um yeah, so my my first two notes was yes. i like the almost home video film aesthetic it opens with you know when he's <laughs> standing on the beach and it's kind of in focus and then there's somebody off in the distance the very second note i have of this movie is multi-hair colored girl in 2004 is this an anime question mark this... before we even got into all the stuff the conversation in her hair yeah very that's strong crazy third note i have is the pixie girl trope of the 2000s is clear and strong colorful hair quirky but very blunt that's like mm -hmm. that's that was such a trope of and i it's so i guess we should say a little bit what the movie's about the movie's about it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it i guess so spoilers of course we've, we've been over this if you're watching the uh, this podcast there's gonna be spoilers i'll fight you yeah we not we, not you our fans no we we will fight you we, uh, we will fight you the new youtuber fucking boxing match us versus the fans it's just a hundred people in the well two people in the ring and then us and all as well uh hey gerbils <laughs> hey gerbils what's going on he's like i don't want to fight you guys uh, <laughs> we're cool um so yeah i oh my but my second note right above that i did want to say was funny because he says uh i never liked sand it's just a bunch of tiny rocks and i just said very anakin of him um yeah you know, never liked sand so, yeah, no, the movie's about a couple who is in the middle of a breakup, technically, but they go to this uh, company that basically erases specific parts of your memory. And this isn't explicitly said out of the gate. This is about, what, maybe 20 minutes into the movie, 30 minutes in the movie you learn about this? Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit sooner, but... Yeah, and it was it's funny because they do a good job of kind of giving you little hints because for a majority of this movie, before they revealed something, I was able to guess in, in my notes of is this good? Like one of the notes that I had about it was 
Um, because at one point we have the guy who he's met this girl on the bus. They hit it off. They're hanging out. They're having a great time. The next time he goes to see her, she acts like he's not even there or not. No, no, it's not that she acts like she doesn't know him. And then Mm -hmm. she kisses another guy. But I was like, oh, she's trifling. But I was like, or does she not realize that they had a thing? Like the the movie did a good job of kind of giving you a vibe of something without it giving away any of its secrets too quickly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because she is enough of like, for lack of a better term, like a manic character that you wouldn't mm-hmm. put it past her to just completely like blow him off. Just be like, do you need help, sir? Okay, moving on. You know, like even though we know with context that she had his memory erased in her mind, you know? So, but without that, at first you're kind of like, oh damn, like she did him dirty, you know? And there is a few things that upon watching this again, cause I watched this a few times growing up and uh, this is probably the most recent time of, I think the last time I watched it was maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago, it was a long time. Oh wow. So, it was nice watching it again, noticing things I didn't notice before with new context or having seen it before and knowing things. And there are some things that I think that they try to keep secret that are very clearly not secret. And I don't know if that's the point or if it's really just to, it's really just only for the character. It's like the whole thing with Patrick, for example, like the guy who works for the company, uh, at, um, yep. Elijah Wood, uh, which yep. by the way, we Frodo. have, we have Frodo, we have Mark Ruffalo, so the Hulk, m- actors we've got Kristen or kirsten dunst mary jane right we've got jim carrey the mask david cross david, david cross was my favorite character the whole movie and he's barely don't in care. it yeah I, it was every scene he was in he had the best lines i have a quote i hope you have this quote written down um i am making a birdhouse. <laughs> birdhouse. Yeah, I have. I am making a birdhouse. I have. I don't know. It's some place that does a thing. And then the the later one that he had that I thought was really good was I didn't crash the plane. The plane crashes. It was fucking windy. <laughs> oh yeah. So he's the one that reveals to uh, Jim Carrey's character uh, Joel. Noel. Joel. 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 Um, Joel. That. Uh, that she had her memory erased, um, which was a weird detail. And I think this is one of the first clues that that you're in the second layer of this, like, misremembering. But I, I don't know. Upon rewatch, I was a little confused because he, when he looks at the note, um, her name disappears. Disappear. Yeah, her name disappears on it. And I didn't, I thought the implication from that was that he's done this before and had her memory erased before but i think that was the first time technically he hasn't had her memory erased at all yet but that's that but it is it is a little bit confusing uh but i like that about it where even though it keeps you guessing about what timeline you're in at any given time you don't really realize that that's what it's doing until it's at the end. So you're like, oh, fuck, wait. Because the biggest, the first biggest thing for me was, especially like the first time watching it, was when he's um, recollecting how they met at the clinic. And it's not how they met at the beginning of the movie. 
And there's this yep. weird kind of moment of like, well, is he just lying because he wants it? He doesn't want to sound like a loser who just ditched his job and met some random girl or like it, it kind of raises those questions of like, wait, is he telling the truth? Does he even know? Like what? Um, but yeah, no, I. So anyway, um, you have any other notes you want to move on? to? Yeah, I one of the first things early on, too, I was like, I can't tell if she's more awkward or he is. Like their conversation to begin with was so funny. Yeah, no, it's it's really it's really awkward. I, I'm a vindictive little bitch. <laughs> like even to the point where I started to feel like, oh man, like she, she's like really uncomfortable. Like like you could visibly see how uncomfortable Jim Carrey is. And oh yeah, it almost kind of made me question at first is I was like, man, why did I think they had a connection the first time I watched this movie? Because I remember thinking the first time I watched it, I was like, oh man, these two lovebirds just hit it off like immediately. But then rewatching it now, knowing context, knowing all this, and I'm like, oh God, she's like coming on so strong. And then like, even within their first night where she's like, we're going to get married. And like, obviously I think that this is all kind of like, the movie's way of telling us that these are the walls being broken down in her brain where it's like they shouldn't be hanging out and because they're hanging out it's like unlocking all these things so she wouldn't normally tell a guy i'm gonna marry you like right when they meet but because yeah. of that history that they're unaware of that she isn't even aware it's of. natural yeah yeah um so i did because i did have the note that their interactions are weird but genuine and they make sense in the future um and I, it's funny though, because I think what, what it feeds into, as I have it written down, is um, there's something about these type of movies that came out in the early 2000s that really like fed into the hipster, like loner kid who like didn't, was like shy and nervous because there is that weird dream of like an like a, a very eccentric girl just walking up to you and being like, hi. You know, how are you? What's your name? I'm such and such. Blah, blah, and doing all of the work. Because, like, like, that's, like... Because, like, the... I'm, I'm just being genuine. Like, that's... Because that is, like, one of the things when you're, like, a shy 13, 14-year-old boy who doesn't know how to approach a girl is, like, dreaming of. So when you see a movie like this, you're like, whoa, that would be awesome. She's perfect. <laughs> exactly. And... The funniest part is that that's not what this movie is. It's not like a Scott Pilgrim or like something like that, where it's it's mm -hmm. it has a lot to say about memories and love and relationships and like how we like I don't even know how we live like survive as people. Like it's really it's it's a very deep and heartfelt movie that I got a very very emotional watching uh, near the end portion. That my cat even came to check on me and i was just like oh no it's okay <laughs> i was like it's okay link don't worry um yeah it, it tugged at the heartstrings quite a bit uh even upon re-watching <laughs> yeah it was funny one of the notes that i had kind of earlier on was i almost wonder if she's in a relationship with someone else currently and this was right after they were leaving being on the ice and looking at constellations and so what happens is they go on kind of out on the state and he goes to take her to the house because she wants to grab her toothbrush because she's going to stay the night at his place. Mm. And Elisha Wood's character, yeah, Proto Baggins, comes up and knocks on his window and says, can I help you? Uh. And he's like, no. He's like, can I help you? And he's like, I 
don't understand what you're asking. Yeah, I, me. I love his question. Yeah, he's like, I don't even get what you're asking me. Yeah, and he's just like, okay. And, and so he goes, okay, and then just walks away. And so again, and I think it might have even been a bit of a red herring, right? Where kind of she was uh, seeing him. Yeah. But also, he was checking because that guy had also worked for the doctor's office that wiped his memory. So to mm -hmm. him, he's like, why are you guys together? This yeah. is one. I was dating her. But yeah, two. Blowing up his fucking game. Do you, do you remember? Like, what, what is happening? Yeah. And, and again, I think he did a really good job of creating a red herring that was kind of true, but wasn't the grand scheme of what they were going for for that scene. Yeah, no, exactly. Because still within that period, you don't know anything about the memory loss or anything like that. So you could just see this as your standard like rom-com or something where it's like oh is there just going to be a th uh, three uh, a triangle a love triangle or whatever it's called like oh no frodo and the mask are gonna fight over mary jane watson no wait no that wasn't mary jane that's kate winslet uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny um but no it it does not turn into that at all it's uh yeah i this it's it's kind of like hard to talk about this movie because it's so trippy and like it's presentation you know what i mean um yeah and if you go at it in order it it sounds jumbled because the movie purposely jumbles uh it, yeah. it kind of bounces back and it takes a little bit for you to realize that it's doing so so but it never feels like chaotic you know what I mean? it never no no yeah. no I never felt like like I don't understand what's going on. I I feel lost. I I I felt like I understood the situation. I was kind of guessing what was going to happen, but it was almost putting that there specifically so that way I would fall into that false sense of oh I got it figured out. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting the way that they incorporated this kind of I guess sci-fi element in and not because of aliens but because of the ability to wipe people's memories. He busts into the hospital and he's like I I want you guys to do this with me. He shows them that you know he has the card from his friends that go, you know, I know that you wiped her memory and and that's why she doesn't want to see me anymore. And then it kind of jumps to a part where and I feel like you you might even have a note of saying, I bet Mitchell's going to say that I think he's going to get kidnapped or something about kidnapping. Oh, you know what? No, I, I did. Oh, when the when the bus when the when the when the van was following him, him in the van. And I was I was like, oh, yeah, they're, he's going to get kidnapped. He's definitely getting kidnapped. I, no, I didn't. I should have said something. The only the only thing I thought you might mention or talk about was how genuine their kind of like interactions were i'm glad you were receptive to it because part of me like i said knowing context uh, i was kind of wondering if you would be like dude if that girl came up to me like that i would be like go away like okay like she'd be the weird girl on the bus or so you know what i mean like i i, I was wondering mm. if you felt it was genuine enough because i i was i couldn't quite gauge it because the movie purposely makes it a little weird you know like you were saying but oh yeah with anime context anything is it, it maybe yeah the that made it easier um but no i i mean yeah. obviously i would tell a woman to go away because i'm a happily married man um <laughs> yeah i but I in high school i i would not have turned i'd be like yeah let's have a conversation 
Yeah, I literally wrote, because um, I know at like the 20 minute mark, it just gets like weird. Like once you learn about the memory loss, like that's even the editing starts getting strange. That's when like those crazy transitions mm-hmm. of the library happen and like all this stuff. And I even wrote, just I wrote, so this is Kaufman uh, because like all of his movies and like screenplays do this where it's just like at some point in the movie, you're just like, when did we get here? Like what the fuck is happening? Uh, mm-hmm. Young Mark Ruffalo is weird. I have that as a note. It's just weird seeing him young. It's 20, 20 years ago. You it's know what strange. I kept thinking he looked like in this was the guy from Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, Leonard. I don't know the guy's Leonard, name. Leonard, yeah. I feel yeah, bad, he, the actor. I, I just kept thinking, I'm like, oh my God, this Leonard's dad. Wow, you're right. You're, you're so right. <laughs> I will play, say. He could play his dad in that show if they ever did like a reunion. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, they could. Um, I have never felt so uncomfortable from Frodo. That was the most Oh yeah, let's talk about Patrick for a minute. Yeah, let's he, talk about Patrick. <laughs> he is awful. Like that th- oh. first off, all the people at this company are kind of terrible. Like, but they are human. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, and they're not doing this, I think, in any way to take advantage. I think in their minds they have a service that they provide to people to to help them. Yeah. Um in in get past, you know dramas of, of whatever extent you want to call it terrible relationships but clearly it doesn't necessarily work the way that you know they probably intended it but patrick uh do you want to do you want to talk about yeah well you know little patrick real quick i will say character wise i love all the characters they because they're yeah yeah some- good range of characters and it's something we talked about in the Big Lebowski is where everyone stays true to their character and it's like they don't do things that just move along the story. They actually make sense because like even Kirsten Dunn's character, like when she shows up, she's immediately like taking the whiskey and like stealing stuff. But my interpretation of that and it kind of shows through her character is that she just wants to be liked. So she knows that these guys drink and steal things from the places they go to. So once she shows up, she wants to be the cool person and fit in. She's like, oh, I'll do it. You know, so I feel like even though you might go like, well, why would a character like her, who's like this goody two shoes, just start stealing shit? But like, I feel like it works because she wants to be liked amongst these people and like, and whatnot. Um, even though she does not like Patrick. She did, no, not Patrick. She does not like Patrick for good reason. <laughs> She's the only one who has yeah. that fucking radar. But uh, yeah, so Patrick is using the knowledge he's learned from Joel and the actually um not just Joel from uh well, what's her name? Why can't I remember her freaking name? Clementine? Clementine. Thank you. That's Bro, you've watched this movie how many times? I know. Jesus Clementine. Christ. Clementine. Well, told I haven't watched it in 10 years, okay? And they call her Tangerine and they call her Cle- they call her a lot of names, okay? Clementine. Uh <laughs> she uh he uses knowledge from her memory wipe to then coerce her into loving him, basically like recreating her, her his relationship or her relationship with Joel. Um, and I think the movie doesn't outright say it, but I think that it's like that's what's fucking with her. Like that's what makes her like crazy. Like when she keeps and it's calling making him. her, I think starting to remember because like when he says at one point he reads off uh, something that uh, Joel wrote to her and he says it to her and she 
kind of looks up at him like and like i need to leave and so it's very clear mm-hmm. that anytime that something is repeated that joel had either said or had done specifically that it causes her to feel uncomfortable but you also didn't mention the part where while she was unconscious and oh they yeah were, they were uh, erasing her mind that he stole her panties yeah cl- they were clean they were clean not weird okay also i'd like i don't know what was up with that interaction where like mark ruffalo was the joke that he doesn't actually care because there's the part where he's like he's like dude you stole a girl's panties and then they both just start laughing and i was like oh so wait mark ruffalo doesn't actually care or was it just awkwardness like patrick didn't know what to say I think it was alcohol infused because they were drinking at that point because it was one of those that's fair. <laughs> where it's he yeah. probably doesn't think it's a good idea no. but and because it's, he's yeah. drunk he's it's like awkward. ah yeah it's like yeah. yeah no I agree it's like the uh, it's like when we were watching Barbarian and there's that bar scene where he's explaining like nah bro listen she just needed some convincing and his friend is kind of like ah yeah <laughs> yeah but you can tell his friend is yep. like no this is not no, yep. this is not okay um yeah so patrick is a bit of a sleaze bag and what what i think is interesting in this movie upon re-watching it again is that i never noticed that we barely ever actually interact with the real clementine um we really only interact with his memories and how he sees her so we never actually mm. get a full picture of her because the only real interactions we have with Clementine are that first scene at the beginning and the scenes at the very end when they're talking. Mm -hmm. Everything in between that is complete memories and his own projection of who she is. Um, So I do like how this movie starts off with only showing the bad stuff, you know, because it kind of paints this picture of like, oh God, like they were awful together. But then Mm -hmm. as more stuff is revealed, you realize like those are like they look more and more like rough patches and and blemishes and less like like oh that was their whole relationship you know and Mm -hmm. it raises that question of like are they good for that i want to ask you how do you feel like do you think they belong together so and and it's actually the the note that i had at the end of the movie um it was but are they meant to be if it didn't work out and kind of saying if it got to the point where they broke up and they were willing to go their separate ways to the point of erasing each other were they actually meant to be together now not to say that maybe them coming together them realizing this them hearing the tapes of how that person felt that they were treated and how they they viewed that other person that could potentially be a form of therapy for them and Mm -hmm. maybe that could be what gets them past it but I would say, as they were in their relationship, I feel like they weren't that they they weren't going to last if that's how they stayed, unless mm. e- either person was able to see the the ways that they needed to grow as a person. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't going to be able to work. And as someone who's you know married now. I, I definitely think there's times you're going to have your rough patches. Uh, you've been in a relationship for a very long time. Um, there's times where you're going to fight. It doesn't mean that every time is going to be bad or that things can't work out. But I think both people have to grow on their own. Uh, yeah. You grow together as a couple, but as a person, 
you have to be the person that grows you have to be the person that matures so that way it, it's it's kind of as cliche as it you have to be able to love yourself and be happy with who you are in order for you to fully love somebody else um, yeah. and be willing to say okay you know these are things that i know that the other person is still growing through and i'm going to stand by them as they grow and you know there might be growing pains but that's okay and there are some things that you know that, you know this isn't going to work these are deal breakers um i didn't see anything that i thought was outright abusive in their relationship i saw things mm. that were toxic in the way that they spoke to each other but it definitely yeah. wasn't like either one of them was manipulating either one of them was abusive and these I are only it... snapshots we get you know, oh yeah of you course know, yeah it's like you yeah, kept we're, someone... we're getting the highlights of the worst moments yeah you kept someone coming home drunk at 3 a.m that conversation is never gonna be clean you know what i mean or fun you yep. know it's and you say yeah. something personal that you're you're really kind of trying to make a point because you want them to understand how upset you are but they take it really deeply, especially yeah. in that state. And so I, I think it goes to show the level of patience that a, a genuine relationship requires, um, that yeah. people can grow, people can change, but that that change shouldn't be them changing to make you happy. It should be them changing to mature as a person. And that, that needs to come from both sides. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of those... At the end of the movie, if I look at it as, okay, they both listened to the tapes and they kind of heard, you know, they, they got their, their, their laundry out to each other and they're willing to try. Okay, at least now you guys have an understanding of what didn't work. If you ask me in terms of each time that they broke up to erase their memories, those moments i would say no I, I don't think they were going to to be able to stay together in that relationship um because they both hadn't grown enough yet to feel to be the person that each person needed them to be as a partner yeah which is you know it's kind of made a point in the movie where she does say a few times where she's not there to fix someone she's not yeah. there to yeah, be I the love person that, that saves you you know, and then he says, like, you know, I still kind of thought you would save me. Like, he admits. He's like, yeah, I still... And I think that was his growth scene of him realizing, yep. like, I only... I thought you could pull me out of the rut I was in and that you would, you know, save me. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think the most important thing the movie does is make you realize that it's their decision that's ultimately what it comes down to like it's like like they belong together because they want to be together and try to be together whether or not it ends the same exact way and then they do it all again sure it might happen but it, that's literally the tone of the movie he i love that scene of him just going okay like it's so beautiful that it's just like it's such a simple like cap to that movie where it's like it sounds so apathetic and like oh who cares but genuinely it's like let's try i want to try i know the i know the the downsides i know the possible you know fights we're gonna have and all these things but yeah i i i really do like how it wrapped up in that sense um i'm so glad it wasn't like this big long speech of of why they were destined to be like mm. to me that okay was the best way to make it real of 
Yeah. Fuck it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try. Um, yeah, and some people no, have theorized I, that that ending, like the very ending ending, where it's them on the beach running and it kind of loops. Some people have theorized that that's the implication that they just keep doing this over and over again. Like they're just stuck in that same cycle. Like for better or worse. Like there is no mm -hmm. real implication of it. But it's the idea that they just will keep going back. Um, and I have seen some things about this movie that I think are very interesting and one of the ones I just wanted to lay out there because I thought it was one of the most interesting ways of looking at it was that this company kind of creates a societal norm how you look at it where it's like we are pressured into not grieving we are pressured into just like moving on like okay well we need you to be as functional as possible as a human so get over the grieving process and move on to the next lover or move on to your next job or whatever it might be. And it's become very natural in our society to just become flexible with those type of things where we're like, okay, well, I'm having trouble sleeping at night because my job has me get up so early. I'll take drugs so that I can sleep at night and that'll make me more productive. You know, so it's like instead of actively fixing the problem or figuring out what the root of the problem is, you're just throwing some kind of commercial band-aid on it. And the movie itself kind of tells you at the end, like it rips that bandaid off and just says, actually fix the problem. Like instead of us yeah. just erasing our memories, because my because my point, too, is like what says they didn't re like get back together. Like when Joel comes back with the present and says, I'm sorry, I want to talk. If she hadn't erased her memory, maybe they would have worked out or got back together or did something. But mm -hmm. it was her act and impulsive feeling of being like well i don't want to feel this way because it's not normal to feel this way i'm going to go do this that caused all of this turmoil so it's like in a way it's like a, a view of like how society expects us to act when we're you know done with relationships or it's it's like hey you'll be okay move on buck up but it's like but we have all of our memories like that's the thing that hurt me most literally the first 10 minutes of this movie was so sad to me knowing the movie because his apartment is fucking mm. empty and it made me realize like oh my god all of the stuff in his apartment reminded him of clementine and then like when he says like oh i don't really have any yeah. interests i don't really have any hobbies it's because all of his interests and hobbies were connected to clementine so it's like he had to get rid of his entire life mm -hmm. to to function and to like you know forget her and i just that first like 10 15 minutes it was like i was actually like getting like Oh my god, because I realized, like, oh my god, how much of his life was attached to that, and realistically, how much we attach those, connect like, relationships in our lives with the things we own, the experiences we have, our memories. So, yeah, when you break up with someone, it's not as easy as just, hey, there's plenty of fish in the sea. This movie is almost like a, a scathing review of that, being like, no, we have cognitive, you know, like, we, we live with memories, you know? Yeah, and uh, let's talk about when I say my favorite portion of the movie. It's not because I think the the rest of the movie wasn't phenomenal, but it was just so good. The dream sequences when he was a kid. Oh yeah, they're so good. Oh like, my gosh, such a clever. It's like you said, sci-fi too, because it's like this 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 element of like erasing memories. Like they kind of dumb it down in a way where it's like, oh, it's like a heavy night of drinking. And it's like you have amnesia, but we're doing it to specific parts of your brain. But I love that sci-fi element where as it's happening, he's in his own memories 
and he's now trying to escape them, so he's delving into deeper memories in his mind that are further away from where they're scanning. Fucking love that. But yeah, when he's like a little kid and he's under the table. <laughs> and and I thought it was genius how they they used the camera for uh the the size the forced perspective then, yeah forced perspective but then they also had clearly what was a huge fridge that made him look small and, and the big the way... cookie when he picked up the giant <laughs> cookie oh my gosh so that um the part where she's just like look look the crotch is still here <laughs> it's just like gross yeah um, dude it's then so then he's in the sink he's like i always love bats in the sink but then the it goes from really dark to really hilarious where he's probably like around five or six maybe seven years old and kids are making him like hit a oh, dead bird yeah. with a hammer i was like whoa this got really dark and i'm really sad because i love birds <laughs> But after that scene, like she comes up as like another kid, and then it's him in his adult body dresses the kid with like this cape on, and he, he like, hold on a second, and, Howard, you can't fucking bully me. Anymore. And then, then the bully grabs him and like twists his arm back. And again, it's like, of course, he's supposed to be a kid in that scene, but because it's the adult Jim Carrey, oh, it so was. Funny. It kind of reminded me. I I love when when movies are able to play a little bit with like the the back in time did you ever watch the george lopez show yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah do you remember when i think it was like a memory of like a younger george oh my god was it just they, his head it was his head on, on a the, kid's body on a, and he kept like doing this he kept <laughs> oh joseph you gotta find a clip of that and put it up on yeah, the screen right dude joseph. that I have distinct memories of him doing that, and uh, and what's his what's his brother's name or cousin's name? Uh, Ernie. Was Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. yeah. Ernie Wasn't was he Ernie, there too? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he, he was. And again, it's instead of just having kid actors, it's like, wait, we're gonna put oh, his head so on it with his regular voice, and and then he's just gonna be the kid. Uh, so, so that funny. so it, it kind of reminded me of that, but but it was just and again. This movie did a really good job because I can't even say this is a rom-com. It's a romantic drama sci-fi with great comedy elements is, yeah. is the best way I would. And you know me, I do not fucking like romance movies or rom-coms, nah. rom which is odd because I like love them. Yeah, you anime. love anime. Yeah, but you don't like your boilerplate like Hallmark, which ironically, it, he says at the beginning that the, you know, Valentine's Day is a holiday yeah. made by a company. To get money you know and, make you sad and i think you made a good point too right because at the beginning it's like oh is there a love triangle with this guy that was waiting outside of her apartment that walked up and it's like yeah but no it there there was a whole other layer and yes a a love story a a story of of refinding love i think is probably a better word for it was the main emphasis of it and with that, they were able to add these like elements on top that just made it a really fun, interesting movie. Yeah, I, because I, I like that they didn't lean too much into this idea of like fate or destiny. Because if, if this was an anime, yeah. it for sure would have leaned into that idea of like, well, they were meant to be together. It's destiny. They they were meant to meet at that beach, and like, but I think this movie kind of 
leaves it again. It's more of just like, no, like he forced that upon himself. He left his own memory, like being like Montauk, like from like that. That's not fate. That's him forcing himself to remember that it'll happen. So it's yep. like, yeah, it, it doesn't really play with that idea. It still just makes it like, no, this is them actively wanting to continue to try um, to do it. And, and uh, I apologize for the laugh. I literally just thought about, I am making a birdhouse. It's the inflection. I even wrote down the dot, 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 because he's like, I'm making a birdhouse. It's Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> Oh. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, Patrick be creepy as fuck. I don't know why I have that so late into my notes. Um, oh, yeah, I stopped taking taking notes, like, near the last bit because I was just so enthralled. And there's less to write about because you're just, you know... Um, I love the horror kind of bits. Like, they're not necessarily, like, straight up, like, a horror movie, but when he's going through the hallways at the doctor's office and it's, like, flashlight-centered and mm. some of the people's faces are like are blurred like blank and blurred yeah and then patrick's face his eyes are like upside down and like inverted and like because he doesn't quite know what he looks like and it does a great job of portraying what dreams feel like like that's my favorite bits is yeah when you like when he's driving in the taxi at the end or in his friend's car i think it is and he's like driving through this like dreamscape and it's like he looks over and david cross is like watching like 10 tvs with like a keyboard and like a chair but he's like standing on the desk or something like and then there's a bunch of sand around his bed and then like like it's just so insane but it doesn't feel like weird it's not like tim burton like whoa look at all this crazy imagery no, it's it's what would happen in a dream i yeah i had dreams recently that felt kind of similar to this i i had yeah. a dream the other night where i watched the deadliest catch because it's the greatest tv show on on television that is an anime and one of the captains of the boat that we we love laughing about was like a military commander for a plume a platoon that i was involved in and we were doing some kind of operation yeah yeah again but, but exactly but it, that's it's yeah. exactly what it felt like i was like this is one of the best renditions of what a dream feels like in a movie yeah like i love the scene when she's storming away and he's driving down and he's like no come back here let, let me drive you home and then like cars start falling from the sky and like the buildings oh, start yeah. breaking down and i even noticed this I didn't notice this the first times I'd watched it, but this time around, when she's walking, she only has one leg. Like, she's walking as if there's two legs. I don't think legs. I noticed that. Yeah, it's real quick, but she's walking as if she has two legs, but the back leg is, like, masked out, so all you see is just one leg, like, moving, and I was like, whoa, that's so trippy, because, like, it doesn't look like anything's wrong on the surface, but once you focus on it, you're like, yeah, it's so dreamlike. Um yeah, the, the director was... Because, you know, Kaufman didn't direct this. He's mostly a writer. Uh, but the, the guy who directed this had, was such a visionary when it came to, like, planning out these scenes. It's nuts. Could you imagine with the the technology we have now how that would have looked? Because some of the, the CGI, you kind of Yeah, tell. yeah. I'm afraid that they would have done too much. I like the simplicity. They would have leaned... It could have leaned heavier on the effects side than it was on the story side. Yeah, like, have oh. you seen Multiverse of Madness? Sorry, like, the, the new... I have not. Oh, yeah, it's just, it has, like, a multiverse scene where they go through all these crazy, like, kind of dream sequence-looking stuff. Mm. And your brain just shuts off because it's, like, like, they turn into paint 
and then they like turn into like animals and then they and it's like crazy and it's like but it's so crazy that you're like okay oh yeah uh no i was gonna say i thought it was a crazy reveal and like a part of me had wondered at one point in the movie but i think this was at a point where i was kind of questioning everything and i think that's just from doing these podcasts with you and, and looking at movies i didn't realize he was in a relationship when he had met her yeah apparently that's a cut scene um oh that would make sense yeah i did because i i didn't clock that either for some reason i forgot that that was a thing because they kept talking about naomi he was like yeah maybe i'll go back to naomi she's comfortable or whatever like he says that at first um and apparently that yeah i did see somebody comment that the cut scene with naomi kind of makes the movie feel more like a normal movie and it didn't work like it made it feel more like a normal rom-com that he was like uh, in a love triangle with th these people but when they cut her parts and it just focused on this it, it, it felt better you know so yeah i don't know though I, I i did yeah i did clock that too i was like oh yeah where and did they ever show they never show her right ever no no they never show her the only time like i because i actually now now that you're saying it i remember that like it kind of starts with the naomi but it wasn't at the end until the end where they she breaks into the house and he's like oh, you know i i really should get back to her and and she's like, oh yeah she's like oh what are you married or yeah even when they're in the library she's like well i don't yeah, know yeah, what your situation out. is with your wife or whatever and he's like no he's we're like, not we're not married know. yet or, or something along the lines of that and i'm like what when when did that happen yeah um which by the way that scene i have the note when the books start going blank that's uh, so fucking good like when like because it's like the that kind of all the vision how do i say this all the visual representations they do of the memories disappearing are so fucking cool like when all the people start disappearing inside of like the grand station at new york and then yeah like that scene in the library like all the books around them just slowly start turning white and then and eventually everything in the room is just blank and then the room disappeared like yeah i just oh so good so fucking good uh, and i was actually a little bit confused at the end with so they start the movie with the ending yes is, okay at first i wasn't sure are they saying that he keeps repeating this exact action or is this right because i was like she had different colored hair than when we first saw her on the bus or was that the same i don't remember if it was the the orange or I the blue i think she had the blue i think it was the same because the blue okay because okay. i think the movie lines up i remember years ago watching something about this is like her hair is always blue when they're broken up it's always orange or red when they're in the relationship or in his dream. And then it's green in real life or something like that. It's or blue. No, blue. I forget. I forget. But it, it's gotcha. something like that. They they make sure okay. to keep track of all of her hair colors, like for specific reasons type of a thing. So um, if if you're going to do a movie where you're going to start with the ending, this is how you fucking do it. You don't let them know that that's the ending. You work it seamlessly into the story so it feels like yeah. that's that's yeah. just starting. Because cause they I had meet... no idea till the end. Yeah, because they meet on the bus and then it cuts to the intro sequence, sequence, which is Jim Carrey crying in his car and driving home from the clinic. But you don't know he was like where he was or what he was doing or anything like that. And so you assume that it just skipped time like oh they met at the beach 
They met mm -hmm. on the bus. They they dated for a while, and now this is the aftermath, you know. But in reality, all of that already happened, and now this is the second time that they're meeting. Um, which again, I I don't know. With her name disappearing on the card the first time, there may be the implication that he's done it before. But I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember when that happened. That was before you get introduced to too much of the sci-fi behind it other than like what says on the note and i remember i had to go back and pause it because i was like wait what happened and then i i hadn't really thought more about it but yeah i don't like i couldn't right now entirely tell you if that was supposed to be that they had that he's done this again yeah. Or if this was like a side effect from have done it, doing it prior, yeah. But they they do do a good job of providing hints on things. So, do do. I said it. I did say it. Right, and I I literally this was the movie that I wrote the comment down before it happened. Where I remember writing the comment. I wonder if people have done this multiple times, and literally the next second you hear the girl get a call. No, I'm sorry, miss, whatever the fuck your name is. You can't do it a third time. Um, you know, I'll check with the doctor. So I was like, okay, you can do it at least more than once. Maybe after a, a period of time, you could do it a third time. See, I wish that they would have made, and maybe there's a cut scene. Maybe there's a cut line. I don't know. Part of me does wish that there was a, a little more explanation of that because that does create a little bit of a plot hole, in my opinion, where... They didn't make it clear, like, when Jim Carrey got his procedure done. They should have asked him, like, Hey, do you want to remember that you got a procedure done? Because why would the woman calling who's like, You can't get three done in a month. If she remembers having the procedure, she would remember what she's forgetting. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so how would she know she's having three procedures in a month? Because nobody else in the movie remembers getting procedures. So it creates this kind of plot hole of, like, Okay, can you choose to remember when you get the procedure done? Or? Yeah, it would have made more sense if if instead of getting the call, she's talking with the doctor, oh yeah, so-and-so called again, they want to get the procedure, but this would have been their third time yes. this month. Yeah. Like That, I think, would have been a more clear way because I, I really hadn't thought about it, but you're right. If she's asking for the procedure again then she knows that she had a procedure like the only out i can give them is it's for a, a different person and yeah. so her friend's like hey there's this procedure you've done before to help you forget things you don't want to remember but again that's me coming or, up with an out or it's someone who keeps getting like maybe it's the same situation as joel and clementine where they keep getting back together and finding out that they had their memories were erased and she's like we can't do this for you guys again within th like three times in a month. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that could even make a little more sense. But yeah, like, cause there's the big reveal of Kirsten Dunst's character. Um, I was about to which, talk about that. Yeah. Which I knew that was coming, but cause like even rewatching it, I couldn't remember. I was like, fuck, wait, is there something to that? I was like, does she, and did the doctor hide it? Um, but yeah, I, I like that twist because she does seem very obsessed with the doctor coming like out the gate like she's always trying to talk him up and like sound smart i love that in her character too that she keeps quoting people but only really to sound intelligent like she doesn't really 
understand yep. the nuances behind it. And half the time she's misquoting or she gets the name wrong. Like, I love Pope Alexander. <laughs> this, yep. Alexander Pope. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, like... Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit there. But yeah, no, um, Kirsten Dunn's character uh, with that doctor, like he puts his hand on her shoulder at one point and she kind of like looks up at him and winces, but then like continues on. And then I made a note. I was like, wait, did did he do something? And then he raised her memory because that's an, a plot point. They don't bring in as much that I think is really dark. And maybe it was too much for this movie. They didn't want to, but it was like, Somebody with this power could do whatever the fuck they want, man. Like, this doctor could go around and people and then fucking bring him into his little lair, make him forget, and then send him home. Like, the most fucked up shit you can imagine. Like, they don't go into that territory, but I was like, man, if you really think about it, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, the, the implications for a technology service like this, there's no way it would be allowed for the general public. <laughs> this, this... Yeah. would be a very government secret kind of thing yeah 100 percent. but again i think because this was not an action movie it was a a a romance drama it it fits the the movie where i wasn't questioning the validity of i wasn't doing my i don't know if that's osha uh, i'm so surprised man that's i was a little ready for that i was like man this is this is getting deep into no <laughs> david cross they, david cross saved it he saved it you know, the, it, well, that's what good writing in a movie does, right? It makes you focus on what the movie's trying to do more than the little details that, like, can ruin a movie, you know? Now, um, what did you think about Mary's character telling all the patients that they've had this happen to them? Uh, I was kind of there for it. I like it. I like that. I like that arc. I forgot actually so when it cut to that scene of all the shit in the back of her car i was like oh oh yeah i was like i forgot she tells everyone and that's how they get the tapes because i was trying to remember how joel and them get uh, and clementine get the tapes back i was like mm -hmm. like how did they get but then yeah um i like it i like the kind of robin hood-esque ending of telling everybody their memories because it's like i said at the end of the day i don't think anybody would realistically want this like i 100 percent think that there would be a bunch of people who in the moment of grief would absolutely yep. choose to do this but given time and experience no one would want to actually forget something like because there's even like this scene of like this woman comes like and it's kind of like an offhanded like i don't know if joke is the right word but it's a scene a world building moment where when jim carrey comes in with all of his stuff uh, there's a woman sitting next to him who just has a box of dog things, like a dog bowl and a bone, and it says like Mr. And I'm just like, oh my god! I didn't even god. think like, about that. So this woman's just gonna forget her dog entirely, like that he even existed. And I was like, oh my god, I would never want to forget that Bino or Bacon existed ever. Like even though they yeah. died and it was the hardest thing in the world, no, I would. I need those memories of them <laughs> like that. Yeah, I was Bacon. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Man, that dog made it longer than he should have. Uh, <laughs> he lived dog. to be like 15, and he looked it. Um, <laughs> he looked at it at three. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But no, yeah, that that should that was so sad. Like it made me laugh, but it made me so sad. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this poor woman is just in so much grief over her dog. She's just gonna sacrifice all those memories. Yeah, I 
no matter how bad of relationships they are because again right like you learn something from all of that and it helps you grow as a person and teaches you what to be and what not to be and to trade all that just so that way you're not sad for something that you will get past is yeah it's the uh I mean, because it's interesting because the the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind quote can kind of be taken a couple different ways, you know, like at its very basic core, it can be taken as ignorance is bliss, you know, like, yeah, yeah not knowing anything is better than knowing what hurts you. Uh, but the the other things I have read about it that were more of like the uh, philosophical takes of the movie and whatnot that I thought were interesting was again it was it was more about like the societal nature of the movie and it has to do with how our brain works and i'm not going to get too deep into this this was just an interesting video i watched after i watched the movie where it was uh, a scientist who talked about the brain's difference between uh flexibility and plasticity and flexibility is the idea that we can adapt to whatever we need to so it's like i was saying like oh you need to wake up at 4 a.m for work take some sleeping pills that's your brain having flexibility your brain, brain having plasticity would be quitting that job, getting a better job for yourself, and moving. And it's like your brain brain actually like fixing the problem instead of just putting another problem on top of it kind of a thing. Um, so the idea of an, the eternal sunshine, like a spotless mind, is the idea of not having things in your life that are clouding your judgment to make you just go like, ah, fine, whatever will get me to the next thing. So it's not even necessarily ignorance. It's almost just like apathy. It's like, ugh, well, whatever will just get this moving on. And instead it's like, no, you should have a clear mind of plasticity and like, I want to choose my destiny. I want to choose what's right for me. And like, I thought that was really interesting. It's like, it's almost like they're, it's the same conclusion, but it's like different ways of looking at it. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think that's really solid. But yeah, so uh, the movie finishes with them. And, and I really liked it. That, that I guess we kind of touched on this earlier, but they hear each other's tapes. And it the tape is pretty much them being asked, you know, you know, give me all your details of this person. Why do you want to forget them? And kind of them unleashing that ugly side of, oh, well, I hated her because of her hair. Who does that? She thinks that sleeping with people will make them like her. And yeah. and so she <laughs> hears all this. But again, I think it's one of those, I looked at that as, you know, maybe this is their form of therapy and them hearing, you know, that if they can hear that and still love the other person and, and try to make it work, then okay, maybe this time will be different. Yeah. And to be fair, it's nothing they didn't say to each other's face that's shown in the memory. Also, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not like they were harboring these feelings and not saying them. Like he was straight up to her face saying like you're fucking people and like that's how you make people like you and like even though that's a fucked up thing to say and that's a conversation they need to have, he said it. So it's like at least they're communicating in a way, you know what I mean? It's so it's like there was that first step of like, okay, well they are communicating, but instead of actually progressing that, they just got rid of each other's memories. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh yeah, no, I I I love this movie, man. Like this is especially rewatching it. Like this is up there I think in some of my favorite movies um of all time, to be honest. Uh so, good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, did you want to, uh, do you have anything else you want to say? You want to give our final ratings here? Uh, no, I think, I think I'm good with the final ratings. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched this movie, even if you just watch it for all the David Cross lines, 
David Crosshour. When he's, talk, when he's talking about marijuana, he's like, no, I use it and it gets me back. And that's how oh, it works. Yeah. It's science. It's scientific. When, I I love, yeah, isn't his first line in the movie just, so who wants a joint? And I was like, yeah, 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 David Cross. He's not a child. He doesn't need Mama Bear, Claire, or whatever her name is. To <laughs> She dumps all of his laundry on him. Yeah, that was great. I love that. <laughs> all right. So my rating of the eternal shine of the spotless mind as my notes uh describe it i give it an eight out of ten and uh i i think the two points that it's just missing was a little bit more on clarity on on some of the things um again i i think you know the the kind of pothole there there's maybe like a few of those but overall i would absolutely recommend anybody to watch this movie if you're listening, uh, still watch it, even though you know the entire movie now, because it's it's that good. And it'll it still was, throw you for a loop watching it. You could hear somebody talk about it for an hour, and it'll, it'll still throw you off watching it. I remember watching it too, being 20 minutes in, and I was like, "How the fuck is this like almost a two-hour movie?" And then I got like 50 minutes in, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this is crazy!" So it's it's good it's it's super solid i and i didn't look anything up about it obviously you know when i put it on there's a little kind of tidbits that it gives you about and i was like oh he's making me watch what is he making me watch i don't oh no and no it 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 was really good yeah it's uh it's one of those movies i think that on the surface a lot of people wouldn't want to watch because they just see the title and the cover and they assume it's kind of like a um like a driving Miss Daisy or something. You know what I mean? Like those, like a kind of like sweet, Never like, saw. oh, that's a good movie too. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, that's not even a good comparison of what I'm trying to think of. But you like, you know what I mean though? You watch it, you're like, ah, that's not for me. But then when you actually watch yeah. it, it's like, oh, this is, this is very, is well thought out. You know, like a lot of Kaufman scripts are and screenplays, but like, yeah, it's, for me, this is a 10 out of 10. I'm sorry, I got to do it. It's it, there. I can't find anything wrong with this movie. Like, yeah, I have that. Oh, little, just ring the bell. Ding, like, ding, ding, ding. like ten I have out that. Of ten. I have that little tiny plot hole of like how the memory erasure works. You know, it's like okay, well, can you remember having it erased? Blah blah blah. But that's not the point of the movie. This isn't like a, a Marvel universe movie that needs to explain memory erasure to me because like that's going to be fair. an important aspect in the future of the fucking film series. No, it's just yep. they needed that to work to tell this story. And it's just told so fucking well. I was legitimately getting tears in my eyes near the end again. And yeah, I, this movie makes me feel all the feelings. Uh, straight 10 out of 10. Solid uh, 18 out of 20. There you go. That's a the first B time minus. I think we've done a total rating. Yeah, I don't know why. No, I, I don't know why you did that. Like a B plus. I just I, I lied. I think it's a D plus. But out of a scale to nuts. Z, out of a scale to Z though, it's not. It's not on a scale to <laughs> F. I'm going all the way down to Z. Uh, it's a oh, D minus. All right. Are you ready for your movie? Which I'm. I'm slightly nervous that you've seen this. And if you have, it's okay. I have a backup that I know you haven't seen. Okay. Sorry to bother you. Uh, no. And I do want to watch it. I tried to watch it 
a few months ago and then got interrupted and then didn't finish it. So I've only seen like 10 minutes. But yeah. I want I you know what? That's funny. I thought you this movie would resonate with you a lot uh because of the uh subject matter. Yeah, no, it there's a reason why I'm recommending it. It is a you're you're going to see. You're going to see. All right. I know I'm excited. Yeah. I know a little bit about it, but not enough to not be like a completely new experience watching this movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? I'm scared. You'll have to find uh, find out after watching the movie. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you aren't already subscribed, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do it. Follow us no, on seriously. Spotify. What? Like, comment, share, fight. In that fight. order. Fatality. Yeah, uh, yeah. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, get on that subreddit, r slash Neon Valley Pod. Twitter, at Neon Valley Pod. TikTok, at Neon Valley Pod. We are all over the place. It's Patreon. all Neon Valley Pod. Patreon. Wait. We do. It's up. Yeah, we have the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. At Neon Valley Pod. We don't have any patrons, but it's there. And when we do, you'll get a shout out in every episode. So just remember that. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. And this has been a good episode. And Kinda... next time, maybe we'll be watching you. Oh. Joseph Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>